0: All right, Judges chapter 4, verse 8, and I know she's somewhere digging the chat, handling communications right now, but baby, I'm almost out of coffee, and um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) thank you, so, Let's jump in today. I I promise y'all today today I won't be long today because I know you're trying to get out. Some of you got reservations for dinner and you're trying to go hang out with your mama. And um, I want to get you out of here. But I want to give you a couple of uh, nuggets here out of this text that will encourage you. All right. You know, I'm not big on uh, holiday messages, but let's see what happens today. Okay, here it is. Judges four. Verses eight and nine is just where we lift up today for where we'll kind of launch from. And it says this, and Barak said to her, if you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. So she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking. For the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. So far, our scripture reading today, I want to talk to you from this thought. Ain't nothing like a kingdom woman. Ain't nothing like a kingdom woman. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you this morning for you are faithful to us. That everything we need, you have. And so we look to you this morning for our sustenance, for our care, for our protection. And so, Father, I pray this morning for your women all over the world, wherever they fall on the spectrum of nurturer, I pray today that you would encourage their hearts, that you would anoint them afresh, that you would give them everything they need. To be better at being who you have designed them to be. Overwhelm them this morning. Let them know that you are with them this morning. And so Lord, I pray today as we approach your word. That you would allow me to think clearly. So think through my mind. Speak through my mouth. Give me clarity of thought and agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus name. Amen. Ain't nothing like a kingdom woman. So although this is uh, Mother's Day, we started a series a few weeks ago entitled Kingdom Loading. And this series I'm super excited about. And, um, you know, y'all, I always say this to you guys. I'm like, maybe I'll turn this into a book. (laughs) I don't know, but I do believe that we're in the time now that God is calling the body to think kingdom. Okay. Um, we get stuck sometime in thinking church. And when we think church, we think in a box because for many church is just the four walls. Okay. Um, but in this series, I want us to move forward, even this morning, on this Mother's Day morning, I want us to move forward in this series. Now, although this is a, you know, Mother's Day, I do want to remind the brothers who will hear this message, whether you're hearing it now you your own or uh, for those that will watch it later, I want to remind the brothers that you don't, don't uh, mute me because, Uh, of the title. I don't want you to miss. I'm a guy, you know, the way I approach ministry and philosophy, I I don't like approaching ministry from a a spot that isolates any particular one group of people. Um, So sometimes, you know, churches do Mother's Day or Women's Day or Men's Day or Youth Day. And sometimes the message excludes those in the room. I believe That whenever God speaks, regardless of the topic or the banner of the day, that God still speaks to everybody. So for for all the brothers in the room today, I want to say to you, keep listening and listen for the principles, the kingdom principles that God has. Here's why. Paul writes in Galatians chapter 328. He says there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male or male. Or female but we're all one in Christ yeah so with that being said let's launch today into our time together the text that we've chosen uh, today by I believe the inspiration of the Holy Spirit has been one that through the ages y'all don't mind why I fix my little coffee while we while we talk right Yeah, baby, I might need a little more cream. It's a little, I need a little light, light skin. Okay, so, yeah, because I I feel something in my, in my, in my, as y'all would say, in my shana. I feel it. Okay, so this text is a pretty popular text. It's about Deborah. And we, you know, people preached and hear, and we hear about Deborah. But today I want to lift up some things that the Lord, uh, cause to leap out of the text for me. Sherry say she need a refill too. <laughs> okay, Sherry. <laughs> okay. Um, but although we talk about Deborah, Deborah's not the only woman in the text. And um, this is Judges chapter 4. I won't read it all, y'all, but it's an amazing it's an amazing story. And I do want to encourage you sometimes when you are uh looking not just for encouragement because you down trying and heavy late but i want to encourage you when you just are bored and you're tired of tv and you want a good read pick up the bible pick up old testament stuff i'm telling you uh i know chris and rachel and i have been watching i just finished um uh the last kingdom And I mean, it it reads like the Bible reads like some of the epic stuff that we see on Netflix. But anyway, I digress. So I want you to encourage I want to encourage you to read it because this 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 story lifts up. (laughs) Karen said coffee loading. This story lifts up for us two amazing women in the text. Listen, that God uses to bring victory two ladies in the text that God uses to bring victory because I want to get you out of here early so you can get to time with your mama. I'm not going to start reaching for stuff that's not on my page. So do y'all mind if we jump straight in today? I'm going to take our time and give us uh, some characteristics of the kingdom woman because ain't nothing like a kingdom woman woman all right i'm not chasing no rabbits but i do want to say this i learned early in my life um, by my mama that my mama was a kingdom woman she wasn't just a church woman and so um i i learned early that there's a difference and, and hopefully i don't get canceled by saying this but whatever there's a difference between a church woman and a kingdom woman Okay, kingdom woman's broad. A church woman is. I'm doing what I got to do within the confines of, you know, my auxiliary in the church. I saw my mama do for people in the community who were not members of our church, because my dad worked with a uh, prison ministry and uh, was in a program with the minimum security. Uh, prison in Durham guest prison my dad would go out every Tuesday with my godfather James Harrington and they would minister to inmates well my dad would those who could come out on the weekends my dad would go and pick them up early Sunday morning they would uh, we would go to church they sing with us in the choir sometimes if they knew the music and my mom would cook this massive dinner for prisoners as if they were a part of our family or as if that she would when pastors would come to town and she would feed pastors my mama was kingdom and some of you may have heard me tell the story that uh at her funeral one of the guys stood up and said I just want to say that after I got out of prison I was living in a halfway house Miss Fryer would bring me food would cook for me I knew what she did because they came I didn't know how she connected or my dad for that matter how they connected with them after they got out of prison kingdom says I go up above and beyond you hear what I'm saying Kingdom ministry, kingdom mindset. That's why I said to you, brothers, I'm not just talking to women here. I'm talking to the spirit of a person today. That kingdom women, the kingdom mindset says, I do what I have to do for mankind, not for my denomination. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Mama used to go and take communion to the sick and shut in. That's what I thought the deacons did. Come on. It wasn't a role for her. It wasn't a gender specific thing that I have to do this because I'm a woman. It was because I'm a kingdom person. Are you hearing me? Okay, so let's jump in. When I look at this story about Deborah, here's what's happening. Okay, listen, I'm about to take my coat off. Can I take my coat off? Y'all all right. Y'all saw the jacket, right? It's cute, right? OK, I'm going I'm to I'm take my coat off because I feel the Lord uh, creeping up in here today because. Yeah. So here it is. The story of uh, Judges chapter four is that the people of God are in uh, captivity again because the last judge they had before really this team of judges was Ehud. Ehud is now dead, the Bible says, and as he has led the children from one place of bondage to freedom, when he dies, they go back to doing evil in the sight of the Lord. It's amazing to me the circle that we see in the text of scripture that mirrors life today. That we have these circles of being free and then going back to being bound. And see, sometimes we blame the devil for bondage. And it's really not the devil's fault that we're in bondage. It's the fact that we have been disobedient and God says, I got to turn you over. Let me say something to you. It's time to grow up and not everything is not everything is not the devil. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to give him glory or anything like that. But I am saying to you that the Bible is clear that the bondage that the people of God have gone through many times. is because they were obedient, disobedient, and because of their disobedient, God says, I got to take my hands off you right now. Because you're disobedient. And sometimes we wonder why we go through what we go through. And we like, the enemy is always, can I tell you, it ain't always the enemy. Sometimes it's you. And because you love being you, <laughs> God says, eh, I got to take my hands off of this right now. And so stuff around you starts falling apart because of disobedience. Come on. What makes you think that God is any different than you, mom, dad, who says, I'm not going to keep giving stuff to a disobedient child. So I'm taking your car. I'm taking your phone. Look how you're looking. Yeah. So how is it that you all of a sudden came up with that way of disciplining your children? No. God says, yo, I can't keep doing this with you. I love you. But at some point, you're going to have to realize you can't live your way. And still walk in my blessing. Somebody needed to hear that today. Because you keep being confused. You keep saying that God doesn't love me. And I want to tell you the truth. He does. The Bible says that he chastens, chastises, corrects, put in check those whom he loves. Because he loves them. He takes his hands off of them. But when it got too much. They cried out to God. Why? Because the enemy that God allowed them to go into bondage to started oppressing them in a heavy way. Because God says, even though I got to allow punishment in your life, even the punishment I allow has a limit. God, I love him. You got to love him. You got to love God that God says, although I'm letting my children go into bondage because of their disobedience, you bet not press them too hard. I love God. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Only God can control how the enemy punishes you. (laughs) Oh, I love him. We're in trouble. Okay, I want you to get out of here, but I don't know now. I just felt something crawl up on my back. Only God can tell the enemy this, but not that. And when the enemy started losing his mind as to how he oppressed God's people, God said, enough. Yes, yes. He told me to tell you right now. He's heard your cry. He's heard your repentance and he says, I receive your repentance. I love you, my child. And I hear him say over your situation, enough. Enough. He's bringing you out. He's bringing you forward. He's sending the word that you need to get up out of. He's sending the help. He has dispatched angels to come and get you out of the mess that your former ways have put you in. But he's been watching you the whole time. He's never left you. He's been right there and he hears your cry. And God said enough. Somebody type enough in the text enough. Hey, Pastor (laughs) Marcia. Yep, that's my second mama right there. Enough, enough, enough. So watch it. So now we, we come into chapter four. This is what happens. They're crying out to God. And the text introduces us to a woman named Deborah. Okay. And so Deborah... Well, let's look at it. Look at uh, verse four and five and we'll start lifting up these uh, characteristics of a kingdom woman out of this text. Verse four says, now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at the time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Now, I love this story. The more I read it during my time of study preparing for our time today, I just kind of got into it and just walked around in the text that I got under the tree and sat beside Deborah. And it's there that we get point number one of the characteristics of a kingdom woman. Are you ready? Point number one, a kingdom woman. Brings her whole self to the assignment. Listen, Deborah represents women in the marketplace. She has an office downtown in the center <laughs> of the square. And the text says that she would sit And judge, so she was a judge or here's another word for it, not just judge in the sense of uh, one who frees like this whole book and story of judges. But literally, she was an arbitrator. And in an arbitrator, she sits and she hears issues and disputes and claims. So as I started sitting beside her and studying this text, I looked at her and I realized like Deborah. You got to bring your whole self to work. What do you mean by that, Pastor? It's not just uh, her profession or professionalism, but in order for her to properly give advice and pass judgment to the people of Israel, she had to operate, here we go, in spiritual gifts. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yep, her whole self. She was a believer. She was a prophetess, spiritual gift. okay. but in order to be an arbitrator, she had to have the the gift of discernment. Who lying to me? Which one of y'all lying? She had to have the gift of wisdom. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Come on. She had to have the gift of the word of knowledge. You see what I'm saying? She brings her whole self to work. And I love that the text tells us that she's a wife. So that's not lost on us. She's a wife. Watch. She operates in the gifts. And she's working in a time of oppression. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying, but she's still thriving and shining in the marketplace. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But what a kingdom woman does is bring her whole self to work. That's why, woman of God, you got to plug into the spiritual gifts that God has for you as a part of the kingdom. Because when you walk in the office, when you walk into the plant. When you walk in the hospital, when you walk into the classroom, you need to bring all of you. You don't just bring the degree part of you. I got a degree in education. I got a degree in business. No, 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 no. You don't just bring that. You bring all of it. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Okay, bring that to the office. And let God start speaking to you through the gift of discernment, the word of knowledge in the board meeting. Come on, in the Monday morning huddle that the team gets together in the classroom when you're walking by a child and God shows you a picture so you can put your hand on that child and pray inside while you're walking by the child. God wants to use all of you and the kingdom woman brings all of herself to the assignment. You can't section off yourself. Am I preaching too loud? Y'all all all right? You can't say God wants all of you. He wants all of you. When you're grocery shopping for the family, all of you. Come on, when you're hanging out with the girls, all of you. He wants the whole self. Why? Because that's what the, the kingdom agenda is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The kingdom agenda, ladies and gentlemen, of the, the definition that Tony, uh, that Tony Evans gives us. He says it is... Uh, The visible demonstration of the comprehensive rule of God over every area of your life. When you allow kingdom woman, God to rule in every area of your life, you are pushing forward the kingdom agenda. Bro, kingdom agenda, wherever you go. The kingdom woman. Brings her whole self to the assignment. Y'all with me? Uh Uh-huh. Let me see some hearts. If you're here, I want to make sure I see you. Yeah, the whole she brings it all. So she's sitting there doing her job. The text wants you to understand that she's a wife, but she's also an arbitrator, that she's a professional woman. That, that the role she has, she has to operate in the gifts. That's why I'm telling y'all this thing is so important, important because God, right now, the kingdom is rising up and you keep thinking that the kingdom is rising up in the church. No, ma'am. No, sir. And I'm halfway wanting to tell you, but it would offend some of y'all, that the kingdom that God is looking for ain't at his church. Look how y'all looking. Look how most of the... Uh, many... Many churches running their own kingdom. But God says, I'm looking for somebody that gets the download in the assembly, equipping the saints. And he and she goes back to the marketplace and allow the kingdom, that kingdom come. Your will be done at the office like it is in heaven. Come on, at the house like it is in heaven. Come on, at target like it is in heaven. That was for you, babe. Wherever you go, like it is in heaven. This woman operated in the gifts in the time where where the the culture was heavy cuz they were being oppressed and she still flowed in the things of God. You all ready? She had the gift of administration. All of this was working. And see, can I say it the way I want to say it? I hear God say, "It's that you keep holding me back in the places where you think they won't receive me. See, many of us feel like We can't operate in the things of God unless we speak it in tongues, unless we're saying in Jesus name. And I want to tell you right now, I need to equip you because for far too long, we have drawn these lines and put this compartmentalized. This is church and this is not church. This is secular and this is sacred. And I want to tell you that God is saying, I am God everywhere you go. And if you are ready. To get the promotion, start flowing in my gifts at work. Huh? Look how you're looking. Yes, start flowing in my gifts in, in the office. Start flowing in my gifts on the assembly line at work. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. Because even the enemy can see that there's something different about you. That you, you can sense something. You know, that the world will call it the sixth sense. You got this little sixth sense about you. You understand it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and you ready to bring it all up. I got to go. I'm writing it out too long. Here's number two. Okay. So we find out who she is, what she does, Deborah. Look at verse six and seven. Okay. The text says, then she went and called for Barak the son of Abinoam from Kadesh in Naphtali and says to him, has not the Lord God of Israel commanded? Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor. Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and the sons of Zebulun. Against you, I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army. With his chariots and uh, his multitude at the river Kishon. And I will deliver him into your hands. Here's point number two. Second characteristic of a kingdom woman is that the kingdom woman understands order. Let's deal with it. Deborah is a boss. In her lane. Yeah. They called where she sat to do judgment. Everybody called it the tree of Deborah. She had her own office. She was a boss in her world. You see. But she wasn't just a boss in her world. She's really a boss in the kingdom. Because the text says now. That she calls. Barak. Why does she call Barak? because she understands that Barak was the commander of the army. Deborah understood authority. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And she realizes that his authority in his lane didn't lessen what she lessened what she brought to the table. So listen, she didn't have to usurp his authority and step over look I, I'm the woman of God. And God said, y'all need to go. No, 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 no. That's not what she did. That's not what she did because she understood order. Because why? God operates in order. He is a God of order. And in order for God, listen, for God to shine and be who he needs to be, it all happens in order. God is never out of order. And so with all the gifts and talents she had, with all the 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 props in in the marketplace, she had. Everybody's talking about. I'm taking you to Deborah. <laughs> That's my part of the land. I'm taking you to Deborah. You didn't treat me right. I'm taking you to Deborah. Everybody knew who Deborah was, but Deborah knew who she was. Not just in the community, not just in her world. She knew who she was in the kingdom and she realizes that if I'm going to be significant in the kingdom, I have to understand order. Watch. God uses that. What do you mean, Pastor? I'll tell you why. The text says that when she goes to Barak, here's what she says. Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded? uh Oh, wait a minute. Don't, don't don't go over that. What do you mean? She didn't really go to Barack to tell him what God said because she was a team player. She went to him to confirm what God had said to him, because obviously the text discloses that he has some uncertainty about the voice of God or the next move of God in his life as the commander of the army. So she goes to Barack and says, hey, I want to confirm that God said to you what he said to you. Hey, didn't God say to you? Because she's a prophet. And so God said to her, hey, I am getting ready to go up to uh, I'm getting ready to, to turn this thing around for y'all. And uh, I want Barack to go out. And I told him I want him to go out. And so she realizes as a part of the kingdom. With kingdom order, she didn't go running nothing. She went to confirm a thing. Let me tell y'all something. Sometimes God will send you into a place as a confirmation, not as the one to take over. And the kingdom woman understands order. I know who you are. I know what your role is. And I know what my role is when it's time for my roles to shift. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Listen, under the tree, I declare a thing. (laughs) When I come talk to the commander, I confirm a thing. Why? Because I'm a kingdom woman. We keep riding on. I'm a boss. I'm a boss in this world. And God is saying, that's why you're missing me, because ain't but one boss. What you need to be is pliable in my hands. That's what you need to be. You need to run the office like you run the office. But when I tell you to do this over here, do this over here. Just because you're doing this over here doesn't make you less than a boss in the office. Look how y'all looking at me. Order. So she goes to him. Realizing that he is the commander. It doesn't lessen who she is. Hey, y'all. Can I say it one more time? I want to say it one more time, but I want to say it on both sides of the spectrum here. Ma'am. If you have to go into a place. And 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 be humble and have humility it doesn't lessen you based on who you are everywhere else are you hearing what i'm saying oh come on because listen the real kingdom woman knows no matter where i go i'm still me (laughs) no matter what i'm doing i'm still me come on come on kingdom women understand That if I'm fixing a plate for my husband, it don't mean that I don't have a word of God in my mouth. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. Come on. If if I'm washing the dishes at the house, it doesn't mean. Come on. If if I'm having to 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 write something for my boss at work, it doesn't mean that I'm less than. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. If I'm having to turn in reports to be accountable, no matter where I am, who I am is never lessened, no matter where I am and what I got to do. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And God said, that's what I'm calling. I'm calling the kingdom woman. Brother, remember, I'm talking to your spirit. I'm calling the kingdom person who understands that regardless of where you are, you still mine. You still operating my gifts. I still got a word that's going to come through you regardless of what you are doing. Sometimes you have the assignments that you have to put you in contact with the people you need to reach to release the word that God wants you to release order you ain't running everything but you contribute to everything come on somebody needs to hear that you don't have to run everything to contribute to everything y'all with me Mm mm-hmm but wait there's more you ready She's a, she's a, she understands this order, but when you look up at verse 8, watch what it says. Verse 8 goes, and Barak, and Barak says to her, so she says to him, Hey, didn't the Lord say, go up? Remember, I told you that uh that she came to confirm. Here it is. I'm gonna confirm that she came to confirm in this text. Watch this. Um, she says, uh Barak says to her, um, if you will go up with me, if you will go with me I'll go. but if you will not go with me, I will not go. <laughs> and her response was I'll go. why? Here's point number three a kingdom woman is a team player. Mm. a king woman a, a kingdom woman is a team player. She did not allow what she did in the marketplace to separate her listen from being a part of the freedom that god was commanding for his people she said i came to confirm the word that god told you to go she could have been like yeah but i'm not a fighter i'm not a warrior that's not what i do I'll break a nail out there, Barack. I sit in my office and I'm a boss from my office because I don't have to go out there and sweat. I don't have to ride no horse. I don't have to do all that. But a kingdom woman is a team player. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Yep. She wasn't limited limited by her gender. She, She didn't allow what society would say would be a gender role. Keep her from being a team player. Come on. She wasn't just being a woman. She was being a kingdom woman. Because a kingdom woman says, I'll do what I got to (laughs) do. That's what a kingdom woman says. A kingdom woman says, I'll do what I got to do to get the job done because God has placed the demand and I'm going to meet my part of it. Watch it. A kingdom woman knows what it takes to win. And they don't play them games. Kingdom women don't play them games. Nah, I did my part. Now you go out and do your part. Oh, Lord. Kingdom women understand the power of relationship. Y'all, I got to get out of here because I feel like I'm about to go somewhere. She understood the power of this relationship. It wasn't her husband. It wasn't that kind of thing. But she understood that as a team player, team matters. Watch. And he says to her, I'll go if you go, but if you don't go, I ain't going. And she says to him, I'll go. Why? Because she realizes in every relationship, uh uh-oh, she realizes what we fail to realize in relationship because we want relationships to be equal. And relationships ain't equal. Relationships are sacrificial. Look how y'all look at Look how y'all looking. I don't care how you slice it. Remember the principle of first mention. The principle of first mention says that wherever a thing is first established, every reoccurring thing that comes behind it as it relates to that thing, got to line up with it. And I don't care how you slice it. When relationships were introduced, they were introduced, not equal. Sacrificial. (laughs) we we ain't we ain't ready for that what do you mean pastor depends on how you look at it you want to look at genesis let's look at genesis let's look at genesis genesis relationship even when god makes man he makes man he's the greater man is the is the lesser right but even as he introduces woman man had to sacrifice time because the Bible says that God caused him to fall into a deep sleep. He lost some time sacrificial. He, he, he is a symbolic. His sleep was symbolic of death sacrificial so that she can become. So if you want to look at it that way. But if you want to go back before that, you can go back to where the text says in Revelation that before the foundation of the world was laid, the lamb was slain. Either way, for God so loved the world that he gave any time. I don't care who you are and where you are. You got to understand that relationships were introduced, not equal, but sacrificial. Deborah understood it. What did she understand about that, Pastor? Because the issue that Barack was having was a faith issue. (laughs) Obviously, God had told him now is the time. He was obviously stuttering, dragging his feet. So Deborah goes to him and says, has, uh, has God not said, go? Let's go. So he gets the confirmation. Okay, I was worried. If that me talking to God, or was that you? God sends the affirm- confirmation to Barack. Barack says, Now I understand it's you, but he's still got a faith issue. So he says, I'll go, but only if you go with me. I ain't got the confidence to pull this off by myself. See? And so she understood as a kingdom woman who's a team player. That sometimes I got to go the extra mile to be a teammate with somebody who's second guessing their own faith. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? She says, I'll go. I'll go. And I don't care how you slice it. Some of the reason here's what some of the theologians think. And I think I feel the same way that some of the reason the word of the Lord came to him to say, hey, but you won't get the victory in the sense of you won't be the one. To kill the commander, he's gonna let a woman do it. Why? Because it's taking a woman to help you solidify your faith, bro. You second guessing God, and you don't even wanna move unless Deborah goes. Deborah says, I ain't gonna judge you on that. That's what I do. I'm an arbitrator. She says, but I'm a team player. As a kingdom woman, I know that I'm gonna have to roll sometimes. With another player, I'll have to roll with a man whose faith ain't as strong as mine. Look how y'all looking at me. A kingdom woman understands that I got to be a team player. And sometimes the team player takes me out of my normal role. That's right, Sherry. Ride or die. Ride or die. Yes, yes. Lady Portia says, go the extra mile to help a teammate that's second guessing themselves. That's what kingdom women do. You don't take that posture that, yeah, I know. Uh, I heard God. I got faith. I got what it takes. Yeah, you need to pray and get ask God to help your faith. That's not what a kingdom woman does. A kingdom woman does even to the commander of the army who's a man. The kingdom woman says, I hear clearly from God. I want to let you know. So did you. Now, what else do you need me to do? I need you to go with me because I'm scared. She says, let's roll. Oh, yeah, I'm doing good. Okay, y'all ready? So then I want you to know what happens. They get together. They get this plan. They get this plan together about how they're going to roll. Y'all go and read it. But then verse 14 happens. OK, so they lay out the strategy of who's going to come around where and what's going to happen. See, Sisera was the commander of the army of the king who was uh, oppressing, harshly oppressing the people of God. So Sisera was the guy who was he wasn't the king, but he was the guy that was leading everything. So she says, I'm going to devise a plan that's going to pull him out. Woo! Listen. You know what that says? That says that Deborah had gained the influence. Of the people who were oppressing her. This ain't in my notes, but let me go on and give you this one for free. A kingdom woman knows how to leverage influence. How could you call? How could you, Deborah? You're not even a part of these people. You're not even a national of those people. You belong to the people of God. How is it that you have leveraged who you are, gained influence in such a way that you would be the one to bring the enemy out and give the enemy over until Barack's hands? That's what the text says, because she had influence. And see, sometimes you don't want to deal with. Oh, Lord, I'm stuck. Sometimes you don't want to deal with unsaved, unchurched people because you so saved. Listen, or sometimes because you so woke, you don't want to deal with saved, super saved uh, spiritual people because you so woke. Look how you looking. Look how you looking. But a a kingdom woman. Don't let stuff, barriers, oh, no, I don't deal with them. No, kingdom woman says, let's talk. I'm going to get influence everywhere I can because at some point God's going to use my influence for his glory. That's why I have to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Not in my notes. What am I talking about? Oh, okay. So verse 14, here we go. Then, so here's what happens. They go out in front of they go out getting ready to to do battle. And verse 14 happens, and I love it. It says, then Deborah said to Barak, Up. For this is the day which the Lord has delivered Sesera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. Here's number four. A kingdom woman knows how to speak kingdom language. Listen, Deborah was not the commander of the army, but she was the voice of the army. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? Yeah, she she knew how to speak the language when 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 it seemed like the moment was now when she opened her mouth. She used kingdom language. She didn't say to the man, what are you waiting for? What are you doing? No, 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 no. Kingdom language says up. That's all she says. She says up. And then she gives him a word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is has not the Lord given you this day today? The Lord is going to make sure you win. It's going to happen today. And kingdom language says up. Let's go. It didn't break him down. It didn't second get look. Look how you look. It didn't 2nd guess his leadership, his ability, because when kingdom language is released, it builds a man. It builds a woman. It builds a child. It builds a situation. It doesn't tear it down. And she spoke kingdom language to him. And she said up. Let me ask you something, ma'am. What kind of language are you speaking? Are you speaking kingdom language and you got to make sure that what's coming out of your mouth is kingdom language. It can't be the language of bitterness. It can't be the language of unforgiveness. It can't be victim ease. It can't be brokenness. It has to be kingdom language. Why? Because when you release kingdom language, kingdom armies are released. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. I'm preaching too hard on Mother's Day. Yeah, kingdom language releases kingdom armies. But can I give you the other side of that? Hellion language releases hell's armies. Say loud. Sips coffee. What are you saying? What are you speaking? A kingdom woman knows how to say the right thing at the right time. I love it. She says up. And it was at that moment that everything on the battlefield shifted because ain't nothing like a kingdom woman using kingdom language. Let me tell you something. A kingdom woman behind a man who needs to hear that. Uh, Don't get, don't get, don't mix up and get messed up with language. Why he got to be behind the man? Because maybe that's what he needs to hear. (laughs) see we can't listen kingdom women don't get caught up in semantics Don't get caught up in semantics because a real woman knows that I'm a value whether I'm in front, beside, behind, whether I'm at the house or he's at the office. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Whether I'm in L.A. and he's in New York, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? A real kingdom woman knows regardless of where I am, I bring value. Don't let the world mess your mind up with all of this. Now, you don't have to be behind. You bump all of that. Yeah. Is it true that you've not been compensated fairly? It's true. Is it true that you don't get the boardroom positions and the corner offices that you should have? Yes, it's true. But for kingdom women. Hear what I'm saying to you. Maybe. God chooses. To use the kingdom woman. From this position. To advance his kingdom. I don't know. But what I am saying to you. You got to use kingdom language, ma'am. When you talk to your child, kingdom language. When you talk to your husband, kingdom language, ma'am. Because that's what kingdom women do. They do what they got to do. And they speak kingdom language. I look at a kingdom woman like Regina Bryant, who speaks encouragement to Chris on his days. And on the front of this, when he first had his stroke, Chris was down. And now, now Chris... Got more faith. She said to me not too long ago, Pastor Chris got more faith than I ever seen him. Maybe it's because he had a kingdom woman on the days when he was dealing with what had happened to him before his faith stood up. He had a kingdom woman that said, we're going to make it through this. It's going to be all right. Speaking kingdom language, Chris up. And now Chris sending it out in encouraging information to people. Maybe it's because. She had he had a kingdom woman. Speaking kingdom language. What are you saying to yourself, ma'am? What are you saying? Come on. Yes, Lady Portia. Facts over feelings. Come on. Kingdom language says up. Because that's the only thing God, that's what God operates. God says, listen, whatever, whatsoever things are true, just of good report, Praiseworthy, think on these things. It's a non kingdom woman. Oh, y'all, y'all, ready? Non kingdom women dish gossip and trash. That's a church woman. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. Oh, I'm talking, I'm saying what I'm saying. Come on. Most of the world, people will start talking about church people. They talk about each other. They build each other. They tear each other down. They talk about each other. It's gossip. You want to go to gossip, go over there to the church. You get all the gossip over there to church because kingdom women talk up. They think up. Paul says, come up here where God is, where Christ is. We've been seated with him in heavenly places. Anything language, then up kingdom language is not kingdom life. And you spend your days gossiping about people and talking about people and judging people. What they had on? You said, What they had on? I can't believe that. What they doing? Who got time for that? Messy non kingdom people. But kingdom women speak kingdom language. And when kingdom language is released, kingdom armies are sent forth. What are you saying, ma'am? What language are you speaking, sir? Stop getting with your boys talking negative about your wife and thinking something going to change. Kingdom language. Releases kingdom armies. All right. I got two more points and I'm going to be out of here. Y'all ready? Let's go to verse 15. I love it. So something happens. Here it is. I'll just read it. I'm going to read five verses right here. Stay with me. And the Lord routed cesarea and all his chariots and all his army with the edge of the sword before Barak. Who did it? The Lord did it. Lord, I can't. I can't. I, Lord, let me finish this. Would you? I'm trying to let these people go eat. Who, look at what the text says. Barak is a commander of the army, but he has Barak out on the field. He has prophetess Deborah out on the field. But now we find out that God is also on the field, that God had the sword out. Against the enemy and had backed the enemy up to where he wanted them to be because when you get on the battlefield, women of God, man of God, you're not the only one out there. God is also out there with you. So the text says, "Stay with the text, son. Stay with the text." So um, he said, "It says that he, uh, with the edge of the sword, before Barak and Caesarea, alighted. He got up and ran from his chariot." And fled away on foot, but Barak pursued the chariots, and the army has uh, and the army as far as uh, Hirosheth. Egoim, and all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword; not a man was left over. However, Sisera had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, for there was peace between Jabin, king of Hazar, and the house of Heber, the the Kenite. And Jehiel went out to meet Sesera and said to him, turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me and do not fear. And when he had turned aside with her into the tent, she covered him with the blanket. Then he said to her, please give me a little water to drink for I am thirsty. And uh, she opened a jug of milk and gave him to drink and covered him. And he said to her, stand at the door of the tent. And if any man comes and inquires of you, says uh, and says, is there a man here? You say no. Verse 21, then Jael, Herber's wife, took a tent peg. And took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple and it went down into the ground for he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. Whoo. That's some heavy stuff, huh? Let me give you point number five. I'm out. No, I got one more. But this is the other one. It's real light. We're going to be out. Point number five. A kingdom woman knows how to build her house and kill the enemy. Listen, Deborah represents the kingdom woman in the marketplace. But now we are introduced to another woman and we don't talk about this girl much. Everybody want to talk about Deborah. Because she was a baller. She was a boss. And she was indeed. She was a boss. She was a prophetess. You know, she operated well and she ran with the the, the commander. And I mean, she did her thing. But there is another woman named Jael. And so while Deborah represents the kingdom woman in the marketplace, Jael represents the kingdom woman at home. I love the Bible because the Bible gives you the whole counsel of God and not just a piece of it. Because for some reason now, it's a big thing for everybody to be a boss. I'm a boss. I live like a boss. Yeah, yeah. But the Bible wants us to have this balance that it ain't just the marketplace. It's also the home. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? And I love the way the Bible gives us the picture of this woman. First of all, she's unassuming because based on who her husband was, he wasn't against. He had no beef with the people God's children had a beef with. Yeah, but God is in control of everything. Right. So the text says that Sesera runs into her tent. She's happy. She's Susie Homemaker. She's minding her own business. She's doing her thing. She might have been in the house watching real housewives. What? He comes knocking on the door saying, I need you to hide me. She's like, Come on, I got you. Look. And the text says, Watch. Everything she used to kill the army or kill the commander, the enemy, was a household item. She gave him a blanket. She gave him milk, and she took a peg, a tent peg, and a hammer. Everything she used to kill the enemy was a household item. Y'all ain't ready for me today. (laughs) Y'all ain't ready for me today. So I started looking at this, and I'm like, Lord, tell me what's going on here. What are you saying about this? He says, yeah. He says, Tim, I, I want you to understand that a kingdom woman knows how to build a house and kill the army. He said, watch it. So he, she, he comes in to hide. She gives him a blanket. Here's what he asked for. Don't, don't let this slip. He says, I want some water. I love the Bible. I love the Bible because the Bible makes you read it. <laughs> it makes you read it. Because the text says, he said, I want some water. And the text so smoothly goes on to say, and she gave him a jug of milk. Wait a minute, what? What do you mean? That's not what he asked for. Because if you read it, you would think, oh, he just she just gave him what she had to drink. No. No, 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 no. JL under, understood. Listen, <laughs> I, had, I had to research this. I'm like, Lord, this is crazy to me, but it's something here. He wants water, she gives him milk. Because she understood. Come on. The hypnagogic effects of milk. Listen, because of the fat. And the carbs in milk, she knew that milk would make this dude sink like a rock. You remember when you were growing up, or we hear it on TV, we never did it at our house, but we hear it on TV all the time, that people say, if you can't sleep, get you a warm glass of milk. It is because the makeup of milk, when it gets in your system, makes you slow and takes you off to sleep. She was smart. He said, I want some water. She says, I'm going to give you some milk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because she, she was a part of God's plan. Y'all don't hear what, she's, what I'm saying, but look, it goes further. So not only did she cover him with a blanket, not only did she give him milk, the text says that she gave him the milk and then she reached for a tent peg and a hammer. So, you know, for me, again, when I read and study the word, I want to step down in the text because I would think that she would have taken a dagger You know what I'm saying? You know, that she would have taken a sword. Text says she took a tent peg and a hammer. I thought that's weird. Well, when I do my study, I find out it ain't weird because it was the custom of the day that the woman was the woman that pitched. was the person that pitched the tent. See, in our Western minds, we feel like the one, the man is that the man probably to set the tent up. No, the woman was the one that set the tent up and built the house. So for her to reach for a tent peg and a hammer was natural to her. But but it gives us the principle of a kingdom woman because a kingdom woman says what I use to build this house is what I will use to kill the enemy. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And she says, when I built this house on love and you come in here, I will kill you with it. I built this house on honesty and transparency. I built this house on prayer and enemy. If you come in this house, I will take the prayer that I built this house with and cut your head off with it. I prayed. Come on. You don't hear what I'm saying. The kingdom woman says, whatever it takes, I know how to build the house and I'll take the same tools that I built my house with and I will kill the enemy. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. I will. Listen, she says, don't play with me. I don't need a knife to kill you. I knew what it took to build this. And God has given me some insight that what it took to build this tent will be the same thing. And the text said. That she took it and put it in, her t- in his temple and the stake went to the ground. Listen, listen, she didn't just put it in the temple to kill him, but she put it in his temple in a way that made her satisfied that it was sturdy because she understood the kind of pressure. That the stake needed to go into the crown to build the house and keep the tent sturdy. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. So the text tells us it just didn't go in the temple and the text could have stayed right there. But the peg went in the ground because she used the same strength. Uh, Here's the problem. The problem is, woman, kingdom woman, you've been tired. And you're not coming after the enemy with the same strength it took for you to build that house. And God's saying, now is the time that I'm about to renew your strength because the strength it took to build the house, it's going to take the same level of strength to kill the enemy. I will give you what you need to kill him. But I'm not killing him. You will. Mm hmm. Come on. See, this is what God does. God positions the enemy. And sometimes he kills the enemy, like in Jehoshaphat. But then there are sometimes in life he just positions the enemy so you can get the victory. Sometimes he gives us the victory. And then sometimes you get the victory. And Jael was a woman that God had used, he was a part of her plan. And she took what was in the house to kill the enemy, y'all. Whatever it's taken to build your house, God says it's going to take that to kill the enemy. Come on. I built this house. <laughs> Come on, y'all know what I'm saying. I built this house with forgiveness. We forgive around here. We treat each other right. God said that's what it's going to take to kill the enemy. Whew. I got to go. Here it is. Last one. Chapter five of Judges is a book. Or a uh, chapter of reflection and praise that Deborah writes. So here's number six. I said number five and number six. Last one. A kingdom woman knows how to reflect and worship. Y'all with me? Yeah. So here's what I want you to do. As a kingdom woman, you gotta remember, you can't keep being so busy. That you don't stop and reflect reflection is a spiritual discipline contemplative thought that sometimes we get so busy and complaining about what's not happening that we forget to reflect on what has happened <laughs> and you should go and read chapter five it's very poetic some theologians say it's weird because it's poetic in the midst of this barrage of judges who help deliver Israel but then we got chapter 5 that talks about what God has done and how he used Deborah and how he used Barak and how he used Jael to get it done it's important women that you take some time to reflect you are kingdom women you are a kingdom woman. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is no such thing as I'm just. I'm just. I'm just a housewife. I'm just an employee because I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm just a mom. Hear me clearly. You are not just anything. You're a kingdom woman. And this day you may not have uh, seeds or children from your womb. But because you're a kingdom woman. You got children everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You may not be a wife. You may say, hey, my my children, are, I don't even know what their daddy is. I just feel like, no, 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 no. You are a kingdom woman. You may not know where their daddy is, but God chose your womb to bring them here. Why? Because the people who he sends through your womb, whether physical or spiritual, they are significant. And God says. You're a kingdom woman. Today is the day. That if you've been struggling with that. Struggle no longer woman of God. Struggle no longer. Yeah but you don't know my past. I know where you came from. You're a kingdom woman. You're a kingdom woman. I heard. I heard a. Uh, I was about to say it again. I heard Pastor Portia, heard Lady Portia talking to the women LCCN on Thursday. And she used the scripture about everywhere, every road you've taken that he's giving you the signs. Yeah, because sometimes you make bad turns and bad decisions, but his covenant signs are there, which says if you would read them, it'll reaffirm that you are a kingdom woman. Young lady, teenager, you're a kingdom woman. You don't have to get swept up in this culture because this culture will cause you to have an identity crisis. But I've come today to tell you, you are a kingdom woman. (laughs) Yeah, that's who you are. You're a team player. You bring your whole self to the assignment. You understand order. Come on, you know how to speak kingdom language. You know how to build your house and kill the enemy. That's why I had to have a kingdom Woman, cause I the enemy is like I got it's a target on my back, and I need a woman. I'm just gonna tell you, my woman wake up in the middle of the night praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm awakened with her with her hand on my back. Kingdom women, watch this. But kingdom women, you ain't just praying for your man. You ride past people and start praying for them, cause God showed you something. Whew. My mama would pour out compassion seeing people on TV whose houses got burned down. I say, Mama, you know them? No, I don't know them, but I'm praying for them. Why? Because she was a kingdom woman. You're hearing me. Let me say something. You're not too old. You're not too old to operate in that stance, in that position. You're not too old. Yeah, but I, I've been single. I don't, I don't even want to get married no more. Pastor, my husband died or uh, we've been divorced so long. I got great grandkids. you a kingdom woman. Give them that great grandmama wisdom. You are a kingdom woman. Pastor, I ain't never had no kids. Hey, whatever. You are a kingdom woman. Not whatever as in whatever. But you get what I'm saying. You're a kingdom woman. And kingdom woman, bring forth. Kingdom ideas, kingdom relationship, kingdom seeds. You're an influencer. Kingdom women bear kingdom fruit. Bottom line. All right, I got to go. I love y'all. It's time to go. Listen, I'm going to let it ride today. My prayer for you today is that you settle into, whether you're male or female, being a kingdom person, kingdom woman, a kingdom man. As you settle into this kingdom assignment this kingdom role that you bring yourself your whole self to the table to the assignment every time lord give wisdom give grace give influence allow us to see you in every place that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in jesus name amen listen if you need to get salvation today you can do it information is going to be in the chat that you can text the number for salvation or if you want to join christ center and i listen i feel like you should i feel like you should join it's just a great place it's just a great place to be we give good word i mean and there's more that's coming that's in the pipeline for the second half of the year so uh, get plugged in the information is right there on the in the chat I just want to say to y'all today that God is bringing His kingdom forward, and there is a kingdom mindset that you need to have. There's a kingdom way to roll, guys. God is teaching us, and we're going forward in it. Listen, I gotta go. Love y'all. I see y'all.